Welcome back to the Leverage Podcast. I'm your co-host, Nick Sonnenberg. And I'm Ari Mizell. And today we're speaking with Greg Siegel, CEO of uh, Alice, the gifting service that we are over the moon about. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, Greg, thank you for being here. So I do want to, I want to reiterate that. that I cannot recommend this service enough. We're going to keep doing it throughout this, this interview. So many companies have tried to do the gifting thing, and they all Suck. And uh, you guys not, all, not only are doing it properly, but I mean, absolutely knocking it out of the park. So, so thank you. <laughs> um, so why don't you why don't you tell everybody what Alice is? Sure. So Alice is a AI powered corporate gifting platform. So when you're dealing with corporate gifting, as you know, as we've done in the past, uh, it's a huge pain in the neck. And everyone knows that when you send a gift that's uh, personalized to any individual, it's a hundred times more impactful than when you're actually just um, sending a generic gift to anybody. So second thing is that when you're trying to find that gift for somebody and trying to make it personal, it's really difficult to actually do that research. Um, even if people try and do that. So in your case, if you're trying to send 200 gifts at a time or even one gift at a time, you have to spend a half an hour to, to find that gift. The second thing is that when you're sending a gift, um, the timing of it is just as important as what you're sending. So we've really started to build in a lot of artificial intelligence around when to send the gift to. So for example, if you have customers that um, are trying to, uh, you're trying to save their contract, for example, or trying to decrease churn, you can actually send a contract once before the contract is up. And we have a few customers right now that are decreasing their churn anywhere between you know five to 10%. So for us, it's all about strategic gift giving. Everyone has the budgets already. Everyone's spending right now is about $120 billion a year uh, in gifts. And it just needs to be stopped stop being done very haphazardly and to be done very strategically. So in terms of like optimizing the timing, can you talk a bit more about that? Like, how do you know the optimal time to give? Let's say it's a birthday, right? Like, it, have you guys just calculated the optimal time for for birthday gifts in terms of how much before their birthday to send it? Or are you tailoring it also per individual, per event type? So I think if you break it down by department inside an organization, each organization is sending a gift because they're trying to get an act, they're trying to have an action be taken. So when you're dealing with corporate gifts, you're sending it because you're trying to either do, you're trying to close prospects faster. You're trying to incentivize your sales team. You're trying to retain employees or build loyalty around your employees. Uh, you're trying to retain customers. And so it's more about the timing uh, of those things. So when you're sending a gift, most people send it, 92% of companies send it during the holiday season. And right now, that's one of the most expected times of the year. Um, if you're sending a gift outside of the holiday season, it's not expected and it, and it comes across more genuine. So if you're doing it, you want to be sending it at a time of recognition, thanks, um, appreciation, um, or in the case of you know sales, you want to figure out a way to make it um, work where it fits into your overall sales cycle, for example. Um, so a good example of, uh, you know, a gift when you're dealing with like birthdays is if you do know your birthdays and Alice can, you know, sometimes find the birthdays of an individual, you can actually kick a gift off to them and just say happy birthday. But is that really going to, that will work in the case of it's an existing customer and you're building a relationship with them, but that probably doesn't work in the case of like a prospect, but that does work really well with an employee. So we do have a lot of companies right now using it with their HR teams where they're saying, Hey, we want to pump in all of the birthdays. And we want to make sure that every single birthday, every single wedding, every single baby has a gift that's automatically kicked off to um, kicked off to each of our employees. So I didn't know about that side of it actually. So where uh, where are you able to store that information? Because from what I saw, you know, you're putting in for like a specific event or specific, you know, and and you can do a lot of people at the same time. But I didn't know that you could put in like a like a rolling 
you know, group of uh, address. Yeah, know, so we have two two features that are in beta right now that we can open you up to. Um, one is our integration in, with Salesforce, and we're actually integrating with by next year, there'll be about 500 different CRM systems where all that data already exists. Um, so a lot of times you already have things like contract renewal dates automatically built into the system. Um, or you'll have uh, birthdays in there for, you know, your HR system. So things like, um, you know, a bullhorn or, or whatnot for like staffing companies where they're, they're keeping track of a lot of additional information like that. And the other is a calendaring system. So we have a number of companies internally that are looking for have been looking for, hey, can I just pump in all the dates that I, that I have for all of my employees, for example, or I just want to pump in all my contract dates and build a workflow around that where a gift is automatically triggered. So two ways we're doing that. One, which is building that feature inside the system right now, um, which we're beta testing with a couple of customers right now. And number two is in API, um, where we're both doing direct integrations with uh, customers in their own individual systems, um, which I know we, you, you mentioned as well. Uh, and secondarily, with all the different CRM systems, HR systems, too. We would absolutely love that. Part of our business, people pay a monthly fee, but we also, as our listeners know, have an option to get 20% off if they purchase annually. So right. you know, for those people that have annual contracts with us, what would you suggest? Like, would you suggest sending them a gift like one month before the annual contract is about to renew? Or what's the sweet spot? No, do at least two to three months before is three. what we're finding as the sweet spot. So, yeah, because one month you're already too late. Say it again. I said that's very interesting. So I guess they need a little more lead time to like make that, that build up. Yeah, think about this. You know, if you're dealing with this, a lot of our customers are thinking about this gifting as a strategy and the more progressive companies are doing this more and more. Gifting is the one time you as a vendor are investing into your customers or your prospects or whatnot. If you're doing things like Facebook advertising or you know email marketing or drip marketing or whatnot, that's a very passive investment. There's no direct money being exchanged with the person on the other end. As soon as you exchange money, there's a difference in the emotional and the psychological connection with the relationship between you and the other person on the other end, which in turn gets them to take that action more often. We, um, we've got to get near Aal involved in this conversation, Ari. He would have a lot of insight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, our, our friend is this uh, is near who wrote the book Hooked, who's been advising us on right. you know customer retention, and this topic is really like well suited for what he specializes in. Yeah, we should definitely chat about that. Well, um, and we're learning well, and, more. And and more the, thing, the, the thing that you know, the timing thing is very interesting. But the thing that literally had my jaw on the floor is the the, the personal level of the recommendations that you guys have made and what i really like is that when you guys present three options for gifts so people understand this it it, it explains why and at first well, I, I mean i was very i was impressed like with the first five that i did and then but a lot of them were like oh on facebook they show this that they like this or, which is great but then i was like okay great so we're looking at facebook but then there was a recommendation for something that someone had put on LinkedIn. And then there was like, oh, this is on the person's Amazon wish list. It's like, I mean, it's incredible. The yeah. level of personnel. And the, the proof in the pudding is that one of our clients responded to us and said, I don't, uh, I don't typically uh, accept gifts uh, unless they're like really thoughtful. And uh, I thought out, and this, this, is, this was really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, again, it comes down to the personal side of things. And, you know, if you thought about this even three years ago, this whole process would not be possible because the social footprint that existed for folks just doesn't, it wasn't there. And you think about it, it's beyond just social because we can find um, folks that are, you know, having uh, corporate pages, for example, or you have, you know, Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest or Twitter or LinkedIn or any of the major, um, you know, social platforms that are out there. 
and we're only using public data. Um, we're not storing any of that data. We're basically just transcribing um, data into our own taxonomy and, and using that to inform the gifting decisions, which you know helps us get around all the terms of service and all the other other issues that that are there. But it's amazing how much people have public, and and even though people think that they're they are public. Um, a lot of times they're not, and you can glean a lot of information directly from, from that information. And then, you know, the key is to make sure that the gifts and the marketplace that we've built up is really closely tied to gifts that people want, but would not normally buy for themselves. And if they get that gift and it's not something they would normally get for themselves, they feel even better about that in the end, because now it's something that, that they feel a connection to you because you're not just sending them something generic that you're blasting to everybody else that's out there. I have so many questions for you. I feel like I could talk to you for an hour about that. First question. Right now, Ari, we're not asking the clients when they sign up for what their birthday is, but maybe on the onboarding call, we should be asking clients for their birthday and sending them gifts for their birthday. Would you think that that's a good idea for us? Yeah, 100%. So I think you bring up another interesting place, right, which is welcoming packages, right? So we have a, a, a big customer right now where they do a ton of uh, integration work to on a contract. They'll sign these large contracts with these folks. And their tech team will typically, as it typically goes, mess up some of the integrations and it's a really painful process. They, you know, the salespeople say how easy and seamless is going to be to go with their software. And then obviously, you know, it takes them, you know, a month longer than it was going to be or two months longer. And it was a huge painful process. And then the contract gets handed off directly to their customer success team. And now their customer success team says, great, you're handing us basically a customer that's unhappy. So what they're doing is they're basically sending a welcome package and saying, hey, look, let's do this as a fresh start. We want to start off with you. We're investing into you. We want you to feel like this is, this is us helping to invest in your success. And that's been, a, that's been a hugely successful process as well. So let's talk about the data. Now, Ari has been using your service. I haven't uh, used the service other than him showing me the suggestions. So how does it work? Ari asked me to, to give him the Facebook profile of someone that I wanted to give a gift to. Is that is is all of the data coming from Facebook, or are you using other sources for the data to make the suggestion? No, it comes from a whole host of different places. Basically, any any public public profile that's available on any person. Um, so again, if you go back through it, and if you look at some of the gift suggestions that have come back, it's Facebook, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, about me, meetup pages, your own corporate uh, profiles on your Amazon? own websites, Amazon wish lists that are public typically. Uh, which people typically don't even know how to hide. Um, and you have things like uh, your own personal websites, your own personal blogs. Anytime you're mentioned in articles, you typically have a little uh, bio at the bottom of the articles right. where you sometimes mention, hey, I have four kids live in this blah, 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 and love skiing, surfing, and blah, blah, blah. Boom, there all of a sudden you have this this you know wealth of information. And we don't need a lot to go off of to be able to get. How are you looking up all these sources on me? Like it's just you type my name and then you do your your software just scrapes all these services or? Right. So yes, correct. Um, so right now we have human component to some of this. So the system will get us about right now, about 60% of the way there. And we have, you know, I'd say by the, by end of Q1 next year, we should be closer to 90 to 95% because we basically built out a second version of the, of the back end. The system right now, all we need is your, this is the key thing that people don't realize is you need first name, last name, and your company. And really, that's what we need more than anything else. Your email address is fine. And typically, we use a couple of, a couple of services that will give us a probability that this is the right profile. I and see. right now, we just have a human that actually confirms this and makes sure that that's the actual right, right profile. And there's because many other really cool techniques around that too. Yeah. Because obviously, there could be multiple Nick Sonnenbergs out in the world. So by adding my organization, that's how you make the unique key. 
Correct. Which is why we ask for the work email instead of your personal email, which also kind of freaks people out because they say, hey, my personal email is tied to my Facebook and LinkedIn and all this type of stuff. But you don't realize that, you know, with a, with a, a you know, smart, intelligent software, um, you know, platform, you can actually do some pretty easy searching uh, through the web to find all the information and find the person. Gotcha. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, what's going on under the hood when you make a suggestion? So you've talked about the date, the sources where you're gathering the data, but then, okay, you've, you've found me uh, across multiple platforms. What's the math that's going on there to make the suggestion? And I guess, are you, are you looking at my posts to see if I, if I already own some of these things and then removing them as possible suggestions? Right. So there's a lot. So, I mean, we can go into pretty heavy detail here. Um, I'll try and keep it high level though. So there's two stages to any, to the gift matching process. There's the research side of things, and then there's the gift match side of things. When you talk about the gift matching, again, what we've done in my background has been, has been in the e-commerce world. Um, you know, I'm, I'm basically a hop step away from almost every major uh, merchant and retailer out there just because I've been in the industry for so long. So we've gone out and we've made uh, partnerships with, you know, 460 uh, merchants up to this point. We're adding about two to five a week. Um, to the platform, and those are split between four different categories, just to give you an idea. Experiences, um, subscription services, on-demand services, and really badass physical products. So we've built this, and right now it's about 15,000 products, and I think you know we have a, a couple of partnerships that are going to bring that up to about 30,000 uh, products um, by Q1. And what's happening when you do the research is that it's building, we have our own taxonomy of interests, um, uh, basically sociographic and demographic profiling information that we're actually capturing and, and using and translating all the data that we're capturing from all, diff all different places externally into our own um, data set, which basically helps with unification of that data itself. Then what we do is we take that and we translate that directly into uh, or match that directly into the products based on a scoring algorithm that uses a number of different facets that helps to rise up the right products to the right person. And every time we do a gift, the system just keeps getting smarter and smarter. And again, if you, you know, for folks that are listening in, the, the model is that when the person receives the gift, they can either accept it, exchange it for anything else on the platform within the same budget range, no prices are shown, or they can donate it to a charity of their choice. When they go through the exchange process, we're also capturing additional information and data that we're also able to match back to those sociographic and demographic profiles right. to, to form exactly what it is that folks are, are looking for. A couple questions for you. One, when you say squaring algorithm, what is a squaring algorithm? Uh, scoring. Oh, scoring. Scoring algorithm. Yes. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Makes sense. So, um, so it, at a high level, you have a pool of 15,000 options and mm -hmm. the, the first step in the process is I select a price range. From that, you get from 15,000 to maybe 5,000 uh, options or 1,000 options. Yeah, it's about, it's about you know, 1,500 to 2,000 options, yeah. Okay, so you go, in the first step, you're cutting out 90% of the, of the universe in step one, because, mm -hmm. just because of price. Then you get a profile because you're able to see from Facebook and some of these other things, you're able to build a somewhat of a profile on demographic, and that will get you down from 1,500 to maybe uh, 150 or 300. Yep, sometimes less. Yep. Okay, so let's call it 150. So then you're you're cutting another 90% in that in that cut. Mm -hmm. Now you have 150 possible things. Then how much of it is tailored to what you're seeing in my posts versus 
the data that you're gathering about what gifts are getting exchanged for uh, from that same demographic, and then that being the core data in terms of what you see as the final top three or your final ranking? Uh, so there's multiple steps. So you mentioned some of the things that factor into the overall algorithms. Um, and again, there is also a bit of a human check in there too, um, to, to do two things. One, to identify and make sure that it's the right person. Um, and number two, to ensure that the gift suggestions actually match the, that person. But factoring into that, which is the scoring algorithm, uh, has a few things. One, which is how much of across all of your profiles are you talking about specific interests, right? So if you're talking about snowboarding on four different profiles and or even just on one profile and, it, and it's, the, it's the major thing that you're doing, then that automatically is going to become one of, the, one of the top things. But typically, somebody has a top three to five interests that they're looking at. On top of that, we're also finding out and have built in a lot of um, logic internally to also identify what are the gifts that have the highest impact um, and are also the most giftable items. Because just because somebody loves, you know, underwater basket weaving, I don't know, just like make up something like totally obscure, doesn't mean that that's a great gift um, or that's going to be a giftable thing versus, versus the other. And here's the other big key thing here too. It's sometimes, a lot of times, it's the psychology behind what does the gifter want to give versus what does the, the recipient want to receive. And again, that's why the model of Alice is actually built to optimize for both of those angles. It makes you look like a rock star because it's done the research and it finds the most giftable products that are tailored towards the interest of the, those people. And the recipient, in the end, gets to either accept, exchange, or donate. So they actually end up getting exactly what they want. So that's a huge piece of this whole puzzle. And that's, what, again, what most people don't remember or think about when, they're, when you're thinking about gifting is most people care about what they give and how that represents them and that, it, and that it's, it's appropriate um, more than what it is that the other person wants on the other end. And people sway on that spectrum all, on all different places. Right, right. Cool. I'm just trying to figure out, like, just based on logic with not even any math or scoring algorithms, this, this set of 15,000 items gets reduced to probably 50 to 100 before you even start doing any math and sorting this list of 100 possibilities, right? Yeah, and that's going to continue to go up. You know, I mean, when we launched this sure. uh, in Super Alpha last year, you know, it was yeah, 3,000 products, so that was yeah, super easy. Set of 15,000 will be 150,000 yeah. soon. Um, exactly. Exactly. So are you able though, so we talked about like the first couple cuts, right? You get from 15,000 to 1500, then to 150. After that 150 cut, are you then also able to scrape their profiles and have a probability of them owning the, those 150 items, let's call it? And if the probability is greater than a certain number, then you're also removing those items from the 150? Is that like the third cut? Yeah, so there, there are some of that and that's built in. That's more, right now that's more human oriented than not. Um, a lot of times people aren't publicly talking about products that they've bought. And that's probably a much lower percentage, which is again, why the whole exchange process of, of Alice is beautiful because you, you can guarantee that somebody's going to get something they want and don't have already. And it's actually funny because we have had a number of gifts that have gone through where the person's like, Oh, I just, you know, signed up for loot crate or, you know, some other, some other service. Um, and, uh, and that's that. So, you know, a good example is, you know, on Facebook, Somebody likes a brand, typically they already own the brand, but that doesn't mean that they would not want an extension of the subscription that they want to sign up for there or that they don't like another product that's there. So if you say, hey, instead of me sending you swag or let me send you, you know, a generic, uh, you know, gift basket or whatever it is, and you hit them with something that they already have, first of all, they're going to be like, wow, that's so cool that you even thought of that. 
And then secondly, they're going to say, hey, I can either accept this and exchange, you know, ex- extend my Netflix subscription or, or whatever it is, or I can go pick from you know, one of the other 1,500 options that, that are on the platform itself. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, yeah, that makes total sense. So you're building these profiles on people. And then I guess one key part of the, of the algorithm is not necessarily just looking at overall what percentage of people are exchanging blue sweaters, but overall people with your profile or like profiles, mat- similar matching profiles to you, that subset of people, what percentage of them like the blue sweater? And that's, right. that's how you're looking at it for this ranking. Yeah. So if you think about this, you know, and I, I mentioned this to many other people, we're a data company, not a gifting company. So in reality, what we're doing is we're taking all this, this information and, you know, these merchants already are asking us, and this is one of the things we're launching, you know, uh, coming in this year is basically a merchant dashboard to start uh, benchmarking and showing them all of the information across all of the customers that have actually um, accepted, exchanged, you know, or, or been presented their products in front of them. Because Think about the information that's sitting behind the scenes here right now. We've got sociographic data, demographic data built into a very uh, unified taxonomy scheme here. And these merchants very easily can gleam a ton of information directly from this. You can find out, hey, here are all their interests that are across all these customers that have actually accepted this. Or here's the demographic information that's directly tied to the people that have actually purchased these products. They can't get that information right now because they just don't have that. They're, They're very... Most of these merchants are very much in a bubble, but it's also there's many other other elements of the data that we're capturing, which is so uh, so critical. Um, which is, look, we've got this mass of of um, folks that are not only going across one merchant, but also across one individual SKU. So we can get down to that SKU level to say, hey, here's exactly what this person likes of this specific experience, or you know, specific you know subscription type that they're going after, or whatever it is. And obviously, the math isn't isn't where your uh, added value really is. It's in how you collect and clean and store the data. Well, the math comes, the math comes in to the gift matching process, which is, which is solving the whole, sure. hey, if I'm trying to give you and show you what's the best thing to send for somebody, then that's, that's, that's that whole process. But it's only as good as the data that, that underlies it. Yeah, exactly. So the math, I mean, what are you using for this? Is it like a, a fuzzy logic uh, or some derivative of that that you're using to do this ranking? So there's multiple multiple facets to it. Um, so we have uh, a lot of different a lot of different pieces of the algorithm. That's what you know we just call it the general scoring algorithm. So there's different things that factor into that. Things like how many times has this been proposed to somebody? How many times has this been shortlisted as a good option for somebody? How many times has this been you know exchanged for somebody? Then you get into the profiling information on top of that to say, hey, what profile information, what styles do these people have or what personality traits do they have? What interest categories do they have as well? Um, So there's a lot of facets that play into that, but it really comes down to a scoring and, and, you know, more of like a tagging. And then it's just like linear, like plus one if they, if if this thing, if plus one, if they've mentioned it on Facebook, minus one, if this happened and then you just sum it up and they get some utility, and then you just rank this utility? Yes, uh, but it's more tricky than that because if somebody mentions something, you're also dealing with sentiment too because you're also dealing with whether they like something or they dislike something. Um, and that's, that's where we're training the data and trying to make sure that we've got that, that lockstep uh, because if somebody says, you know, if, if we just search for the word snowboarding and somebody says it in there and they say, oh, I broke my ankle snowboarding, I hate snowboarding, and then you show them a snowboarding, gift, then they're going to be pretty pissed off. So there, there is, 
additional facets that play into you know the AI behind the scenes, and these are all the things that we're playing with again to make this as automated as possible. Uh, based on how many people keep the gift or try to get a different gift, you're feeding that back into your system to tweak the algorithm so that you're. I mean, I guess your goal is to reduce the number of times people are requesting different gifts, right? So you take yeah, of course, yep. you take that. That's key information that you then feed back into the optimization to tweak how you're, how you're sorting things, how you're putting weight on various parameters for the next time to have a less probability of, a, of an exchange. Yeah, there's even more to that because then you've got things like, has this gift been rejected by somebody in the past, meaning the gifter themselves or meaning the, the recipient themselves? there's a lot of things like that. There's a ton of additional logic that we've built in that you just learn over a year of building this where you're saying, look, it's not as simple as, oh, just take interest in that product because you also want to get into the point where you're making the, the experience for you. Like, for example, Ari's put through how many dozens of gifts now, right? Or maybe it's going to be you know, well over 100 or a couple hundred. Yeah, we, I mean, system. the last day we've given, uh, I think, over 100 gifts. Yeah, right. So, you know, and I think that he's already mentioned that's going to go up, you know, dramatically. So... When you're dealing with that that volume, we also want to make sure that the, the variety of what you're sending to folks is also really uh, really broad too. So that's why when you say, okay, well, you're getting it from you know fifteen thousand to fifteen hundred to you know one hundred and fifty, there's plenty of options that we can select in there, and all of those are really good gifting options. And that's why it's so critical that the catalog itself is very very highly curated. Gotcha. If you're dealing with companies, right, like us, we have a certain demographic of people. Like obviously, there's a variance in our clients, but. Mm-hmm. It's still its own demographic. Let's just call it the leverage demographic of people. You know, typically our clients are high net worth individuals, run small com- small to medium-sized companies. Could you do some kind of, I don't know how you call it, like tailored service for companies like us where you are tailoring the gifts based on the demographic that you, that, that you can see um, we're sending gifts to? Yeah, of course. I mean, you can do that on what you're doing now, which is a one-off basis, right? Where every single person's getting an individualized gift. I mean, those demographics play into it. We know what the title is of the person. We know where they work. Um, we know typically probably what their, their salary bracket is, you know, and what, the, what they're doing and also what their interests are. But the interesting thing again, is that you're thinking about it again, go back to that psychology that we were just talking about before that, that mean you're sending a gift because you want it to be reflected on you and how you're thinking about your customers. And in the end, the gift recipient wants it to be something that they actually want. So we always draw the line between how do we make sure that you're happy with what you're sending to them and it reflects the leverage community and, and customer base and versus what, they, what the recipient wants as well. So yes, we've got a number of customers where they'll just be like, well, I just want to send this one same thing. And if they want to exchange it and they want to go through the Alice marketplace, we send off 100 of the same product to, to all the customers. Uh, it's still a really cool product. But if they don't want you know, an Amazon Echo or whatever the heck they might, they might put through the system, then they have the opportunity to, to exchange for, again, anything else that's within that same, in that same budget range. So many different ways that we can handle that, that process, either on a one-off basis or whether it's, it's, a, you know, it's a mass, hey, we need to send out X amount of gifts you know, to, to the end, end, uh, end consumers. Uh, this is really cool. I can't wait till you have a, an API out there so then we can programmatically start sending gifts to people. We have to wrap up, but thank you very much for your time. Uh, we like to end these calls um, with a question, and that, that is, what are your top three pieces of advice for being more effective? I'm a very regimented guy, so I stick to a very, uh, a very solid schedule. So I work out all the time. 
I eat super healthy. Um, so I would say the first thing is just being very focused. So I'm very much about prioritization and making sure that I have one thing that I try and get done each day that has to get done. Um, but I also take, I'd say number two is taking really, really good care of myself. Um, so always saving time for myself at least an hour, a couple hours a day. Um, you know, and then three is just, you know, and this is actually one of our, our core, um, uh, core values here at the company, but it's just to be better. So just always try and make one thing, uh, every single day be better, whether that be the internal work environment, whether it be my life, whether it be, you know, home life, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Those are all the things that I'm always, always looking out for. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for that. Where can people find out more? So you can uh, go to alice.com, A-L-Y-C-E.com. And if you want to email me, it's greg, G-R-E-G, at alice.com. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Greg. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Nicholas.